Welcome to the Do You Believe podcast tonight. We're going to be covering Norse mythology. I've always uh, found it cool from what I know about it, but I've never actually looked in depth outside of watching the Thor movies, (laughs) (laughs) which are not quite the same, not quite as epic. I have Max with me. Max, say hi. Hello, hello. And Aaron, as usual. Hello there. And... Yeah, I'm trying to think if we have any announcements before I start going into this. I guess, what do you guys know about it off the top of your head before you did any research? I know there's like the Pantheon, right? Or no, that's Greek. Um, but they have almost a Pantheon. Like they have a, and they have their own gods and that kind of thing. Kind of like the Pantheon, but not quite the same. Yeah, I guess you could say that. <laughs> yeah, all I really knew was or at least I thought, is that they have, like, kind of gods for different things in nature. Yeah. They don't... Well, after, after doing research, that's not really it. All right. How many so, can you name? Odin, or Thor, Ymir. Well, that's not oh, a god, that's a giant. Um, uh, is it Hermes? <clears throat> or is that Greek? Oh, oh my God. Aaron, jeez. All right. <laughs> Greek mythology next uh, week. Aaron's doing uh, it. <laughs> Aaron's doing Greek next. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just know those ones. And then I know there's like a giant called Ymir. Oh, and then there's Billy and V or something. Those are Odin's siblings. Billy. Yeah. Bray and Yokers. Trying to think. Yeah, I knew <laughs> Odin, Loki, Thor, Freya. Yeah. I think... Or in Jormungan, the serpent, and Heimdall from the movies. Those are the people that I was aware. Of. Oh, and Fenrir, I did know that. The, the wolf, but those are the things that oh, I knew oh, coming yeah. into this. I knew about Fenrir. <clears throat> and then Valhalla, of course. Midgard. <clears throat> Midgard. All right, so let's dig into this. I've got frick ton of notes. So here we go. Um,. Also, I guess the first thing I kind of... This is like... This originated from the Germanic peoples, which obviously there's Germany now. I'm not sure how far that spread, how big that was back in the day. But I always thought it was like, you know, Iceland, Norway, and that was about it. But it was most of Northern Europe that was kind of into this uh, back in the day. Um, All right. So I've broken this down in a couple different ways we're going to talk about the cosmology creation ragnarok and then some just additional notes at the end um, and then you guys can add in what you want as as we talk about it so um to start the giant tree that holds the universe together yidrasil or idrasil I guess I've heard of that I've prior to researching this. I know that I've, the name is propped up probably in like Castlevania. And it's... Sounds like a pill. Yeah, take Iadistral. Ask your doctor if it's right for you. <laughs> Common side effects include Ragnarok and eternal <laughs> destruction. And milk from ice. <laughs> so this Lactation is... it from ice. This is located at the center of the cosmos of their 
universe and it's said that its branches and roots hold together the rest of the cosmos and the nine realms which we'll get into or nine worlds whatever you want to say they say realms in the, in the thor movies so that's what i'm rolling with um it would be inter- it would be interesting to like understand this mythology really deeply and then go back and watch those movies and see if there's like stuff you can pick out yeah it's yeah and there's so many i played like wow back in the day and they t- took a lot of stuff from here too and it's interesting too because like in wow they just pretty much just took the names maybe slightly changed the names and kind of same thing with uh, the marvel movies too and they're not the overall picture is correct but some of the details are a little different but which we'll get into um Fun note, Yggdrasil is said to tremble before Ragnarok's about to begin. If you don't know what Ragnarok is, stay tuned. Cannot avoid it. All right, so there's numerous animals that live around this tree. There, So, like, at the base of the tree, there's a lot of, like, serpents, dragons, and snakes that, like, gnaw on the roots, supposedly. One is named Nidhogg. Um... And I have a note here that says, like, the fact that, like, this tree gets kind of nibbled on is supposed to represent, like, this is not, like, an immortal tree. Like, it's mortal to some degree. Um, it won't last forever, kind of. Sort of deal, which you'll see. So there's supposed to be a giant eagle that's somewhere near the top of the tree. Uh, it does not have a name. And then also, there is a squirrel. Called America. <laughs> <laughs> a squirrel, squ- a squirrel named oh, is he the Ratatoskir, <laughs> and he is oh, a me- he is a messenger. Aaron, you sound like you you know about this squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, there's a game I play called um, Heroes Squirrel of Squash, <laughs> and, and he's one of the bosses, and you get a big big squirrel tooth as a weapon. Oh, yeah, well, like, his name is Drilltooth. That's what that means. So That makes yeah, a that's lot of sense. Cool. That's cool. Um, so he is a messenger of sorts. And basically, the serpents and dragons at the roots of the tree talk shit. And then he runs up and tells the eagle what they said. He's a big fucking narc is what it sounds like. <laughs> that is his sole purpose. when i was researching it didn't and maybe if i dug deeper it would explain all this but um it did not give a reason for this (laughs) so this squirrel is the these ball sack i love it he's my favorite so you do what they have to say down there buddy picture being like rigby just like <laughs> Mordecai is the yeah, eagle. Is that, he's the eagle, yeah. Maybe that's where they got that idea. I can't believe, I can't believe you guys. Like, did you hear? Oh, wait, 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 there's that squirrel again. Fuck, shut up, shut up. <laughs> yeah. So there, there's also uh, four great stags that nibble on the leaves Dane, Dvalin, Denir, Durathor. Uh, I'd never heard of them before. It didn't really talk much about them. It just said that. And that kind of contributes to like the whole... They eat parts of the tree. So the tree is not going to last forever. Yeah. And then... Yeah, I don't know... There's a guy... Hold on. There's a guy's book. Oh. 
I'll reference it at the end where I was getting, he probably goes into detail about what everything is supposed to mean and all of that. Um, we would be here for hours if I tried to cover all of that. So we're just hitting surface level and I'll, I'll plug his book and his website at the end. If you want to look, look for more, don't let me forget. All right. Next, the nine realms held together by this tree uh, in some way, shape or form. All right. How many can you name? Go. I know that um, they're, what's their heaven type place called again? Um, that's Midgard, right? Or Midgard's Earth. That's where the humans are. Right. Correct. And then um, I always forget, the only other one I think I know is like their afterlife, and I always forget that one too. I always think it's Midgard and then I'm like, oh, wait a second. So I know Midgard. Max, do you know any? Wait, what was the question again? The nine realms. Do you know all nine of them? Oh, I just, I thought there were only like no, I don't know. I know those three worlds though. What are those? It's like fire world, ice world. Those aren't part of it, are they? They are part of it. Oh, okay, well then they're called. Uh, I wrote it. I wrote it. No, if you wrote Asgard. it down, it's cheating. It's cheating. It's cheating. Asgard. Okay. The then I don't know. There we go. Yes, Asgard is the other big one. I would expect most people to know. Yeah. Um, oh, is one numinous? Uh, is one of them numinous? Nope. Like Do you know what that, that is? That sounds like, like Lord of the Rings. Of like oh. the, it's like divinity. No, it's like how they... It's like their definition of divinity. I read that they believed if you fought in war or something and lost a limb, you, it would get replaced with numinous, kind of. Oh. You would like, oh, gain the equivalent okay. amount of... like Yeah, something like that. But sorry, I don't, I don't mean to derail what we're talking about. No, I don't know any of the realms. Derail anytime. Um, all right. The, there was something I was going to say. Because you brought up a good point. Oh, yeah. So this is not, it, you can't pull up a piece of uh, Norse literature that says, here are the nine realms. So it's just nine are mentioned. And the number nine does seem to be significant. So this is kind of the list they've we've assembled to kind of make sense of it. There could be more, there could be less, but these are for sure the main ones that are called out multiple times. Um, at least the realms, but then there's like places that are like, they're not really, they're not of the nine realms, but it's a place. Is it in one of the realms? It doesn't really say, which like Valhalla's one, for example, it's, it's somewhere. Well, and I think it's also kind of important to note, it seems like the idea of, of like, uh, this Nordic mythology is kind of intertwined with their theology where they sort of, I, I don't know. They, they like it's, I read, they kind of just like are amazed by how things are and like how things just like exist and stuff. So they try to, you know, almost like explore divinity and like numinous. I think I might, I might be a little wrong on this, but like they try to explore it through like earth and that's why they traveled and sought new land and stuff. And then, yeah. And, yeah, and also they, um, yeah, I don't know. I like it. Seems, I like it seems it. like they, they kind of, they didn't have like a, like they, they, their, their theology was kind of like, instead of a Bible, they had like parables and like uh, stories and, yeah. and shit. Sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to, again, derail. So you're talking about the nine realms. Yeah, we'll do the nine realms. Here we go. Midgard, realm of the humans, which we said. This is the yep. only visible realm. I guess the others oh. are... 
And it's weird to say the others are invisible, but I'm guess from our perspective, the other realms are invisible. Um, and this is so Midgard, as its name may suggest, is located in the middle of the cosmos, in the middle of Idrisil. Um, and I want to talk about kind of the importance of its location. There's like a horizontal viewpoint of it being in the center, and then also a vertical sense. Um, so horizontally, um, you've got hostile realms on the outside of like chaos and wild and lawlessness and then midgard in the middle where it's it's like it's got some of those aspects in it but it's not fully fully chaos like the outside um and then horizontally you've got asgard is above it like higher up in the branches uh, yeah, yeah. Midgard's kind of towards the, the base of the tree, and then the roots are hell, which we'll talk about, or the underworld. But then in that sense, too, Midgard is kind of impacted by both. So there's like, uh, there's a struggle of, you know, this almost falls in with like the D&D alignments, <laughs> now that I think about it. Like you've got lawful, and then you've got chaos. That's the horizontal battle and then you've got good and evil up and down battle and it all just kind of comes to a a front in Midgard so as humans we have all of this craziness that we have to you know live with with well yeah and they kind of it's I think it's also they have the concept of out of chaos is like a potential that's not tapped into yet and you create like stuff is created out of the chaos hmm. yeah indeed because that's like what happened with the the spawn of the cosmos and their right and their, like theology yeah yeah good point and we'll get to that um so that serpent jormungan is supposed to be like so big it basically is in the seas that i guess midgard's like a land and then there's oceans around it that are dangerous and scary and wild. But this giant serpent actually encircles the entire Midgard. So it's gigantic. That is terrifying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, next, if we go up, we've got Asgard, the other one we named. This is the realm of the, I don't know how to say this, I'm going to say Aesir, A-E-S-I-R, tribe of gods, which are like, I think I picture them as like kind of the best of the best, like the gods of the gods um, or the divine gods. They are S tier. Exactly. Versus the, uh, what's the other one? Uh, No. There's a, I think it's Vanir. Yeah. Vanir is the, the, the less cool. They're still gods, like they're not demigods. They're still gods, just not as they're the A tier. Um, but yeah, so Asgard's unique in that it's connected to Midgard by a rainbow bridge, really called Bifrost. So the rainbow you see in the sky is the bridge to Asgard. Is there okay. leprechauns at the bottom? Not in this lore. Perfect, perfect for Pride Month, dude. <laughs> um, and then, so Marvel movie has they call it the Bifrost, 
And that's just that cool looking bridge that they like fight on and stuff in the movies. They never really mention. Uh, they never really tie it to like Earth rainbows. So, but is it, is it like where um that like guard in like the Marvel realm? It's like the I always forget. He's like the Watcher. He's blind, and he's like that real huge dude in the gold with the. I think he's got a sword, and he like watches the gate. Yep, and, like, that is like, yep. the Bifrost is guarded by Heimdall, who basically is said to he can hear and see everything like everywhere in the cosmos so it it, he's a mysterious character from what i'm gathering because nobody knows why he has that ability it's you know strange but reading some of it it seems like uh, some like of these characters were designed for a sole purpose so like he may have just been created or born or whatever to be the guard of Bifrost. That is his role. <laughs> you know, that kind of gotcha. thing. Because there's, there's other ones like um, where it's like this guy was solely born to kill this other guy. And no other reason. <laughs> so just, it's like it is the way it is and that is his role. So I don't know what so, I'm not a good like philosopher in that sense to tell you what that means and how that all works. But uh, I'm sure there's a reason for it. Again, you can uh, find more detail in that book that I'll mention later. Um, okay, so that's Asgard. Then we got Vanaheim, which is where the Vanir gods live. Uh, what I kind of gathered is this is... I picture them more as like the nature gods of sorts. Mm-hmm. Um and maybe that's just kind of like the D&D or WoW kind of influencing me um, from back in the day where it's like, yeah, you've got like the divine realm of like just like divine power. And then you've got also like nature power and then you've got like the underworld and like all these different kind of areas. Yeah, I think so, the Valir are more like intermediate, you know, kind of on the earth sort of thing. Yeah, so they're less they struck me as less like combative if that makes sense they're just more like hey man more like the hippies of the gods they're just like yeah we just like kind of like our stuff we're gonna keep the peace with that so so that's vanaheim yes i was just agreeing with that all right then you got jotunheim which they do mention in the Marvel movies. Um, and that's the realm of the giants. And yep. so it got kind of weird here. I, I was trying to picture this where it's, you know, I kind of picture Idrisil and just like a branch off here and it's holding one of the realms and then another branch here that's holding another realm. But when I was reading about like Jotunheim, it makes it sound kind of like it's not quite like that. It, it makes it sound like the realm of the giants is like this giant area. And then within that giant area is Midgard, which is fenced off. And then you've also got um, Asgard and Vanaheim within it too. But they're they're able – they're basically closed off from the chaos of Jotunheim. And I guess the giants are supposed to represent chaos. That's kind of – because they're not – civilized i guess they kind of do their own thing they're kind of violent um 
So there's two, I mentioned this with this one. There's two ideas in like Norse mythology of Inengard and Utengard, which it means within the fence and outside the fence. So Midgard, uh, Asgard, Vanaheim, they're all within the fence. Like they've got some sort of border to keep all of the craziness out. Um, yeah. And then Jotunheim is the craziness that's trying to get in, basically. And that's kind of on the same tier as, like, maybe not Asgard, but, like, at least based off the... I'm looking at this, um, like, a visual. And it looks like, at least based on this visual, that it's, like, kind of the same tier as maybe... Um, I have such a hard time, like, Sordelheim or whatever. Or, I can't really... Sordelheim, I think, there's Vanaheim, and then there's yeah. uh, Alfheim. It looks like... Jotunheim is like kind of the, on the same like level as those almost based off this because they are all in the branches but it's just like not on the top like Asgard and it's and yeah yeah, yeah that's the part that yeah because then I was like okay if that's the case what about these which we're about to get to like the elemental realms and then yeah what about the Alfheim and what do you call it Svartalheim yeah, but Nid- I don't know. If that... I, I I don't know how to pronounce these. I'm just guessing. It's tough. Or maybe yeah, like all of that's just outside the fence all together. But then it's like you know, is the realm of the elves like fenced off in a way or not? You know, I don't know. Do they, so do they have a realm of the elves. Yep. Okay. Which we'll get to. All right. So the elemental realms, Niflheim. The realm of primordial ice, which is important in creation, which you will hear about. And there's Muspelheim, realm of primordial fire, which we'll get to. Um, Muspelheim had interesting stuff in it, because that's where... I don't know if you guys have heard of Sirt, the fire giant. I know... I remember him from Persona 3. He was one of the Personas you could get. Was Sir. Um, And he's supposed to lead a bunch of fire minions in battle during Ragnarok. That's kind of his role. I think that's the the opening of Thor Ragnarok. That like fire sword demon guy. That's him. So that's Sir. I think they called him Surter in that in that movie, but. But yeah, cool realm, cool realm. And then, yeah, so Alfheim is where the elves are. And it's weird, it doesn't really talk much about the elves. It just says, like, they're demigods, and they're really beautiful and good-looking, I guess, as elves are always portrayed. Um, and Jeez, th- no wonder they're always, like, full of themselves and shit. And they're supposed to be ruled by one of the veneer gods whose name is Freyr, not Freya, they're siblings, but Freyr's the dude, Freya's the sister. Um, and that was kind of odd to me that they're over that. Do they not live in Vanaheim with the rest of the veneer? Do they vacation there? Like, Or do they just live there they and then... They have a timeshare. Yeah. Do you think they feel like any like, like added lore that like maybe they had some sort of a like beef with the gods or something like the other one, the other veneer gods. 
There is. I don't have any detail on it. I know there was a war between the not well, not between the veneer themselves, but the a the Aesir and the veneer mm-hmm. fought each other, and maybe that's part of the fallout in some way, shape, or form. Didn't have time to divulge in, to, into that, but again, I'll tell you where to get more info if you need it. All right, the other one has two names because they're not entirely sure which is the correct name, but they're both called out and they both kind of sound like the same, and that's Nedvalir and Svartalheim, where the dwarves live. Um, so this is all interesting. Over there, huh? Because, yeah, we've got all these... I never really knew the origins, how far back, like, elves and dwarves went. Like, who came yeah. up with that? I was like, oh, it's probably Tolkien, right? But I guess I, not. I, like, it goes way back. Well, <laughs> Apparently. I was so. Tolkien as well, but yeah, no. And I'm guessing, reading some of the stuff, I'm guessing he was familiar with it, because he seems to have taken a lot of inspiration from it. Because oh, yeah. it is interesting. Um, so, it's inhabited by the dwarves, who are master smiths and craftsmen. And they're said to live beneath the ground in giant subterranean complexes and mines, which is kind of stereotypical dwarves. Yeah. Especially in Tolkien. Yeah. So there's just not much detail. I will add um, the dwarves are the ones that made Thor's hammer. So. Oh, cool. It it sounds like when they make stuff, it's like beyond epic. Like, I can't remember if this is correct, but, like, somebody made, like, they made an armor for a dude that basically any, it was so weird, nothing could penetrate it at all, period. Except mistletoe. That's the most, like, a plant? <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. I think the person that wore this armor got shot with an arrow that had mistletoe on it or something very strange but they can make apparently really awesome equipment and weapons and stuff that have special abilities and powers and all that stuff like just don't put this on during christmas (laughs) (laughs) yeah just don't go out that whole holiday (laughs) i don't know what's worth achilles heel or just death by mistletoe uh i feel like the mistletoe i mean the the, uh, heel is worse because like get mistletoe from but look at this it's bad it's bad if everybody knows that but if they don't know that when the hell is that ever gonna happen outside of like a a family brawl during christmas and somebody throws mistletoe (laughs) i don't know that's what i'm saying like mistletoe is only a seasonal thing and like your achilles heel is always there no matter what and like you know I I personally haven't seen mistletoe in over a decade, so I'm going to go ahead and say that uh, I'd rather have the wheat pest mistletoe. All right. I think I agree. But yeah. All right. And the last realm is Hell or Helheim, and that's the realm of the dead. The goddess Hell or Hella is in charge of it. Oh, boy. Sounds fun. It's everything you can imagine it to be. Um, but yeah, one difference here, I think in Ragnarok, Hela is the sister of Loki and Thor, but okay. actually she is the daughter of Loki. So yeah. Interesting. 
right. Also, apparently in the in the lore, um, Loki is somebody's mother as well. Uh, because he shapeshifted, he he could shapeshift, so he shapeshifted into a woman, got pregnant, and had and had a baby. So he's a mom and a dad. Whoa, Loki, crazy! Loki show, something like that. I haven't seen it. Well, in the Loki show, he falls in love with a girl version of himself. Very strange. (laughs) Very strange. (laughs) But anyway. All right, so go ahead. I don't know. It's it's the show. I like the first one or two episodes and the last one or two, but that was it. It's just the, the middle is just boring. But like, I mean, it has Owen Wilson in it, right? Yeah, and maybe well, that's maybe that's the point. He kind of he's kind of not around in the middle of it, so maybe that's why it sucks. Owen Wilson carried uh, it together. Owen Wilson, I'll watch that Owen Wilson series. Yeah, oh. at least watch the pilot. It's entertaining because yeah, he's in it, <laughs> and it's it's yeah. a, it's got a cool concept. It's just I don't know with all of like the Marvel stuff, they just execute very poorly. Yeah, yeah, not as poorly as DCU though. Yeah. <laughs> Give them that. <laughs> All right. That's the nine realms. I did want to cover a couple other places, I guess, are not in this list, but are places worth mentioning. Oh. Valhalla, which I'm sure all of you have heard of. Um, I have. I don't know exactly what it is, but I know of it for sure. So that's the place you go. Uh, when, when you yeah when you you have to die like a glorious death in battle or honorably or something like that to be able to be taken by the valkyries some like female demigod type things that fly yeah. down and grab you and take you there um shields fear and angels so they'll take you there and you chill out with odin he's there and yeah this kind of i don't know if there was a it just reminded me of an Adventure Time episode where Finn finds a group of Viking-like people, and that's all they do all day. They're like, "All right, let's go find Yana," and then and then they feast, and then they do it the next day. <laughs> that's all they do, and that's basically this. So I remember that. Yeah. And so it's like you you're alive, and you can get wounded, killed, whatever, but you come back the next day, rinse and repeat, and you're just fighting each other, training. And eating well, drinking well, uh, preparing for Ragnarok, basically. Some epic battle at the end of time where Odin will need all the mightiest warriors uh, that he could find. And that's why they're there training nonstop. Just a bunch um, of dude bros. Fun fact more. is, they know they're going to lose, but they do it anyway. Or maybe they think that's- they can win. But we'll get to that in the Ragnarok section. Um, yeah. So, so that's Valhalla. Most of us have heard of that. Um, so the other one is Folkvang, I guess. Um, and this is where Freya is in charge of, who I've kind of chalked up to be um, like a nature goddess of sorts. I picture this being, and I could be wrong, but just like a for the other good people, basically. Now, it does say half the people that die in battle go here and the other half go to Valhalla. Um, do with that what you will. I kind of picture this as a like, you know, if you're like the hippie sort, 
instead of going to train for battle, you can go just hang out in a cool nature realm with Freya and Freya, I think, is there too. Um, it doesn't really, yeah, it's just not clear as to who gets to go there and why. But you do have to be a good person, at least. Fair enough. Maybe you gotta be like, I don't know, kind of nature. Yeah, I just picture, yeah, you, you go there and you got you get your own cottage, you wake up, you smell the fresh air, ah, it's nice. And then maybe you have some cows or something, and then that's your life for the rest of forever. Or I guess until Ragnarok. But yeah, it doesn't seem too bad. The other other place I wanted to mention, and there's still more places. I just don't have time to. If we want a part two, dybpodcast at gmail.com. Tell us we want more, and we'll do more. Um, this place is called Ganunga Gap. I have no idea if I'm saying that right. Ganunga Gap. It's just a bottomless abyss that was basically pre-existed creation. Um, found it interesting because that's kind of you know like the Christian Jewish point of view too is there was just darkness darkness over the waters this is kind of it it's just nothing and then stuff which we'll get to in creation which is the next it was like chaos in harmony right like yeah just I read it in lots of people like Tolkien's uh, cosmology is the same way Wow, it's the same way. A lot of the fantasy I've seen is just starts with chaos, and then out of chaos, order, and that's what you know life is, sort of. That that's the end goal is like order. All right, so go ahead. I was gonna take a dig at Wow. It's okay. You can go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Aaron doesn't like WoW because he was too busy playing StarCraft and didn't want to play with us. Who made you play StarCraft? Oh, that was us too. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I played with you and Mikuhu instead, and Jake and Noah. That's yeah. I did have a lot of fun playing that. Kayvon, he's still on my uh, friends list, but (laughs) anyway, for the crowd that does not care, I'll move on. Um, all right. So, although most of our crowd is just us, and Miku who yeah. listens to us, so yeah, shout out Ooh, to Miku. He's a loyal. He's a loyal. He is a. Lo- he'll text me and be like, "Hey, I heard you guys talk about this. I like that." I'm like, oh, we have one fan. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He'll snap me when he's like, and it's like the audio in the background. It'll just do his face. He'll <laughs> <laughs> just snap his face and go. Ooh. Like, like, like postulating faces. That's a mega fan right there. It's worth like a thousand things. He's like outside on a jog or some shit. It's so funny. <laughs> Imagine just listening to us jogging around. I, that'd be weird listening to myself. Sorry, way off topic again. All right, creation. So, like I said, before everything, there was Ganunga Gap. Ganunga Gap. Some big gap. The gap. Call it the gap. So, it is surrounded by Niflheim, the world of ice, and Muspelheim, the world of fire. So, slowly, these two realms started to creep towards each other. And eventually they met in Ganunga Gap. 
which is just a cool, ha- cool hangout spot. And okay. then they met, and then it was like, and then I started peeing everywhere. <laughs> no, no, it was just sputtering and stuff. It wasn't peeing everywhere. Jeez. So this is where uh, Ymir, the destructive giant, came from. He was birthed from. Uh, these two elemental planes clashing together. Now, fun pa- fact about Ymir, he's able to produce more giants asexually. They jump from Whoa. his legs and his armpits. That's how it works. Stop laughing. This like, is wait, Norse that, culture. You're being that insensitive. Reminds me of that, it, <laughs> it reminds me of that show, uh, that Dan Harmon show, like Outer Stellar, or what is it? Uh, solar opposites. Solar opposites. Where, like, uh, when they get nervous, oh, just... so little guys like, like hop off. Oh, the Googlers. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't, that might be from this dude, honestly. Very well, sounds busy. Like and it's that's, a. That's it's about to get crazier. Uh, <laughs> as the ice melted, a cow. Bear with me. Named Adhomla emerged from the ice don't ask me why don't ask me how why are cows always like a sacred thing <laughs> i don't know because well, milk is like good that... and cheese is good duh yeah duh. <laughs> like it's probably a staple they've probably been a staple for like cultures for i don't know how long but those in sheep i think i feel like have been like a staple for like food and, and, and utilities like leather and shit for a long time so yeah. probably like and just... cheeseburgers too yeah, I'm saying. I remember those fried goods. So this cow nourished Ymir with her milk. Also, I guess there are salt licks within the ice of Niflheim, and the cow would always lick this um, salt through the ice. She kept licking and eventually came upon Buri, the first of the Aesir. So, like, the first god of the gods. Got found in the ice by a cow licking his head. Well. Makes sense. All right. So, Buri had a son named Bor, who married a giant named Bestla. And they gave birth to half-giant, half-god children. One you know. His name is Odin. And then Billy and Vey, as Max had mentioned. Also their siblings. Alright, so I don't know what led to this, but um, these three, I guess they're all brothers, decided they wanted to kill Ymir. Now, Ymir, he's a giant, he's chaotic, He's destructive. It didn't go into detail how he was destructive, but he wasn't innocent, I guess, to justify that they murdered him. Uh, But I guess, but they put the whole body to use because this is how they made the cosmos. (laughs) They made the oceans from his blood, the soil from skin and muscle. They made the vegetation from his hair. The clouds from his brains, and the whole sky, which I think is a dome in this, in this cosmos, is his skull. 
Oh shit! That's oh, wild. I read that his skull was like held up by dwarves or something, and that he yep. like represented north, south, east, and west. This is correct. That's ding, cool. ding, ding. Max did his research. Good but, job. But there's like another. That's that's what I was like mentioning, like the theme of order from chaos in the very beginning, because it's like they created all all that stuff out of out of the body of like chaos, Ymir, and yeah. then yeah, and then they kind yeah. Yeah, it's almost like you need the the gods' role was just to yeah whip chaos into shape in some way. Yeah, like bundle the chaos into something that's like uh, useful or something. And that's yeah, it's like untapped potential. And then it's like humans. It's like okay, maintain this order that we've given you out of the chaos. But then at the same time, chaos is like, hey, no, don't do that. That's stupid. This is way cooler. You know. Yeah, it's like do, a common do, do chaos, man. So. Um, also, so two humans were formed out of pieces of some, some says just wood, some says branches, some says driftwood. I'm going to go with driftwood. That just seems nice. And they built a fence around them and called it Midgard. And there you go. It was to protect them from the giants and the chaos on the outside. Like we said, chaos always wants to try and creep in. So. There you go. That's the creation story. Max, I don't know if you have any more additions to the creation side of it. Let me swan. I think, I think that was pretty much all that I found, too. Uh, oh, well, the... the um, Ymir was, like, asexual. So that's why he could, like... I, oh, maybe you already mentioned yeah, that. Yeah, that so was the could, dudes like, jumping off his legs and his armpits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think like yeah. It seems like different, yeah, gods spawn too out of that kind of, like, that whole thing, right? Like, there's that, I don't know. You wonder, maybe, maybe that's one reason they wanted to take Premier down. Like, this is way speculation, I suppose, but, like, I mean, you know, if he's able to just willy-nilly make a bunch of giants, like, it's pretty threatening, you know? True, if he true. wasn't all, all good enough guy all the time, who knows what his little giant giant pals were doing. That's a good point. Fair well, I think this, I also think this goes into like, again, the whole point of um, like Norse Vikings, you know, traveling and stuff and like looking for new land because they, as I mentioned before, I, at least from what I read, it's like they kind of were like amazed by just how things were and since they thought that like things came out of chaos, they wanted to kind of, I think, explore the world and try to find the you know new things you know what i'm saying like i think that's why they they wanted to go around and like check out different land yeah i like it i like it and that was kind of like the role of for us i guess for us too um like not more modern people is in modern times is yeah is to discover that and also like science that was kind of science's goal back in the day was like discovering how god yeah discovering god's creation and just wondering in it you know Mm -hmm. that's how i see like technology it's like it's like a bastardization of what was like perfect at one point but it's our best yeah it's like uh it's like yeah this is great but we can do it better you know it's just kind of the it's kind of like the concept of yokais because it's in my head at least it's like um you know god it in perfect conception of god's mind it was everything was you know perfect and then when there was sin shattered and and i don't know it kind of seems like 
God's spirit is like in, you know, in people. And so they kind of through that can create what he was supposed to or what he had built, but it's never going to be like the right thing. Yeah, I'm di- I digress. I'm going off on a whole trail. Yeah, a good point. All right. So creation's great and all. Now, how do we destroy it? And that is the story of Ragnarok. The so I guess that means fate of the gods, uh, in whatever language they speak, Norse Norseas, Norseas. There we go. So Ragnarok is a fate of the universe that was foretold, which I'll mention by who, and completely unavoidable. So there's these creatures called Norns. I don't know if you guys came across them in your studies. Uh, my studies are Guild War Two. Guild They're the ones who. They're the ones who have like um. It's like whatever their whim is is kind of what the gods do like over something. Yeah, it's. And they're kind of mysterious, but it's somehow they kind of. Can see fate and possibly influence it but they're not like they're like neutral they're like true neutral like they did they don't take sides at all they're just like sitting back watching and influencing and saying oh this is the way it's gonna be you know whatever they they supposedly hang out down at the roots okay where the servants are and just kind of in i guess they, they i think what i was reading is they can like stick they'll stick like runes on the tree roots that can influence uh, what goes on. So it reminds me of Hercules when they cut those three witches, like cutting them. Yeah, that's what came to my mind too. Is like they're yeah, they're kind of like those three witches from Hercules. Um, Thanks. Yeah, because like I guess in that movie they didn't really have a side. They were just like, ah, oh, no, it is. That's what it is, man. <laughs> we do what we want. So they kind of decreed this thing. Um, and here's kind of the stuff leading up to it. There's supposed to be a great winter that lasts the length of three winters. Uh, during this time, all laws and morals will fall away, and it's just going to be just bitter struggle for, for survival. Um, I don't know if it's laws and morals go away because everyone's trying to survive, or that's just part of it, part of Ragnarok coming, that that starts to fade away. But then ultimately, in the end, we're just fighting for survival. Like, I don't know if they go hand in hand or if they're a step to the like, other. Um, yeah. Um, so there's two wolves, apparently, Skull and Hottie, I guess, that chase the sun and the moon. And I guess that's why the sun and the moon are always moving. They're trying to get away. I guess that's the okay. explanation it, for it a day sense. and night. Like, okay, cool. So... Leading up to Ragnarok, they finally catch their prey. They get oh, the sun and the shit. moon. So during when Ragnarok's about to happen, stars are going to disappear too. And it's just black void in the sky. That's wild. There's nothing. No light, no nothing. Um, like I said, it just so the tree is going to tremble. When that happens, all it says all mountains and trees will fall to the ground. Like just... Um, and then the there's a chain holding back Fenrir, the giant wolf, who's a bad guy, created by Loki, by the way. Um, and then that giant serpent, Jormungand, 
that's surrounding Midgard will come onto the land and just a bunch of the sea is just going to come with them and basically flood Midgard. Um, uh, this is another odd part. I don't know where it came from, but it's mentioned here. But when the tree shakes, Nagelfar or the nail ship, which is made out of toenails and fingernails of the dead. Um, breaks free and floats on the flooded earth. And on this boat, it's just a bunch of giants with the captain, Loki, who's leading some of this chaos. At some point, Loki was chained up and now he's broken free. Uh, doesn't What I read didn't tell us why or how I mean, he if, broke free. But. Yeah, I think like if, if I'm assuming he's probably chained up or something and if all the mountains are falling and everything like you're probably more than likely chained up to a mountain or, or, ah, or big brain time know. all right thank you for big your contribution brain. perfect all right that explains it the mountain he was chained to broke and so did so did the chain perfect uh so fenrir this giant wolf and i'm giant wolf uh he like his lower jaw is gonna lay on the ground and his upper jaw hits the top of the sky or the skull of the mirror and basically eats everything on his path it also says he's got fire coming out of his eyes and nose so that's also terrifying and apparently yeah. the the snake dude jormagon spits venom all over the or earth poisoning the land water in the air so it's just not a pleasant time uh from what i gather also, the dome of the sky, which is the skull of Ymir, cracks. And through that crack, the fire giants from Muspelheim, led by Surt, which is the, the fire giant guy that's in the Ragnarok movie, that guy, comes through leading them, and they're making their way across Midgard to Bifrost, because they're going to go attack Asgard. So that's... that's <laughs> That's their purpose. It's just so cool. It's like it's like we just happen to be in the way of what they want to do, so they're just real quick running through fucking things up. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty badass. So they will make it to Bifrost, they will cross it, and it will be destroyed afterwards. Um, I think all of this happened in the movie Ragnarok, so alright, okay. Um when this starts to happen, Heimdall, the guy that can see and hear everything, blows the horn, Jala, the, the Jaller horn. True king. So Jaller going to hear this horn when it goes off. The <laughs> and then it's supposed to signify when it, it's blown, Ragnarok has begun. So not a sound you want to hear, especially on the weekend when you're just trying to chill yeah. uh, with your Asgard homies, but whatever. Ragnarok's coming. And then so so according to I guess I guess according to the Norns, they're the ones that are seeing all this. Um Odin's gonna go seek guidance from the head of Mimir. Now in WoW's like kind of Norse based theory, there is that they call it, instead of Mimir, it's Mimiran. But it's just a giant floating head. And so this head is a... I think... I could be wrong. I think he was an, a Norn? 
I think? No, he was a veneer. And during the, the Aesir and Veneer War, he died and got his head cut off. But I guess Odin, you know, liked this guy because he was very knowledgeable and smart dude. Yeah. Kept his head and Probably. like, um, what's the word for, I don't know, preserving it. I don't Mummified. Maybe, maybe mummified. There's some other fancier word. But yeah, mummified his head and has it somewhere, I guess in Valhalla or Asgard. So he's supposed to go to this head and say, what are we supposed to do? And ultimately he decides to go to battle even though he knows they will lose. So I don't know what he says. Maybe it's just like, dude, just go along with it like you're supposed to do this. Just do it, all right? He's like, okay, here we go. But I mean, what else are you going to do? You're just going to... I picture even if like the head just says, don't go to battle, you'll lose anyway. He'd be like, well, we have to try anyway. So that's when him and all the warriors from the Hall of Valhalla will go and fight stuff. Um, There's a bunch of detail about all a bunch of battles that kind of go on. I did want to mention one because I was saying it seems like some people are made to do a certain purpose. Um... The person that, I guess I'll, first I'll say, Fenrir fights, the giant wolf fights Odin and kills Odin. So Odin loses there. There's a guy who is born and his he was granted, I don't know if the dwarves made this, but a sandal, or a, we'll call it a flip-flop for comedic sake, that is solely made so that he can stand on the bottom, the bottom jaw of Fenrir grab his top um, tooth oh. and then stab him through the head. And that's what he does. But only the specific sandal or flip-flop can withstand the teeth of Fenrir or something like that. So uh, <laughs> That's wild. Interesting. Um, let's see. Who else fights here? Um, yeah, so I said Fenrir kills Odin, one of the Vidir or Vidar, whatever, uh, with the flip-flop kills Fenrir. Uh, Loki and Heimdall kill each other. Kind of like, I don't know, kill each other at the same time. Sort of deal. Thor and Jormungand kill each other. Thor actually kills him. But then because of the poison of that he spits out, Thor eventually dies. I think Thor takes nine steps. Nine's an important number and then dies. Um, at the, I would say at the hands of the serpent, but I don't think he had hands. If you did, they were really small. All right. So after all this fighting, anything that's left just falls into the sea, which then I guess falls into the void. So we are back to Gap. the abyss so of nothingness. Is this like a like a recurring like series of events? Like it's it never ends. So glad you asked. It is. There's some that say, and that's the end. And there's some that say, rinse and repeat. So some believe this is just, this happens over and over and over again. Non stop cycle. Almost, almost like reincarnation, like the right. belief of reincarnation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yep. So there's like two parts of it. It's like you die and then you go to these other places and then you're summoned. Again, during Ragnarok, you die again, and then everything starts over. Do you come back as the same person and do it again? I don't know. 
not really clear. I didn't dig too deep into it, but I don't know. It could be. So, so yeah. Like, I like the rinse and repeat methods. It's a little more interesting than just, and then that's it. Yeah. It'd also be cool if, like, it restarts again, but it's different. Who knows? Yeah. Um, all right. And that is Ragnarok. Wow. That's fun, really cool. F- fun times. Oh, um, yeah. I don't I even know if that. that seems... Okay, I guess two things. One is how they, you know, a lot of the things with Ragnarok sounds a lot like Revelation. Just kind of just different spin on it. Um, and then more monsters and stuff. But like like the sun and the moon stop moving. Everything goes black. The stars fall from the sky. Like it's just... Well, that's like, I feel like a common thing um, in religions. And like, honest, okay, somebody tell me I'm wrong, but I think that Christianity is like the only religion where you have to like ask for salvation and kind of be humble in a way. Mm, I would say like, like, I don't know of any other religion where they're like, you have to like, I mean, Catholicism is like, to say like hey like i'm sorry i messed up can you forgive me like that's Hmm. other religions are like be of yourself and stuff it's like that's not really the message i would yeah you could be right and then the one i always remember is kind of like where it's the only religion where like god comes down to you and saves you Versus it seems like all of the other ones, it was basically do what you're told or else you're cast into, you know, you basically have to earn your way up to the. Yeah. And it's always like, and if it's, if it's not so much something like that, if it's more, you know, Buddhism or, you know, one of those peaceful quote unquote religions, it's like focus on you, like be of self mind and, you know, like I'm I'm kind of making shit up, but that's like you know the, the the mantra sort of thing and it's like that's not really like it's like you can gain full control and it's like no like you'll never get that <laughs> so yeah I, I agree anyways i digress um but yeah i've seen a lot of like you know similarities between this and christianity it's kind of odd and then so i guess the original predates christianity coming there but also some of it is influenced by christianity in some way too later on when it does get up there it's not clear as to what what's og and what's not it's it's just hard to tell with stuff but yeah i I think the guy that i was reading said later on there's clear like influence from christianity on their their beliefs later on once it reaches those areas well you also gotta think too like i mean this is this is what northern europe religion uh and then also like christianity was i mean you know later on down the line granted but still it was a you know big big in europe so like i don't know maybe there's some sort of like like cultural connection or like geographical like reasonings that like they share similar, like, I don't know, stuff, I guess. It makes yeah. sense if a group of people are believing one thing and then later on down the line, like, they 
believe a similar thing, you know? Yeah. In my next section, I just, I jotted down some of the gods um, and beasts, godly beasts, like not sure average beasts. If there's anything else interesting to know about them, some of it we've already covered as we went, which what kind of what I wanted to do. But so uh, Odin's kind of the ruler of the Aesir, the, the super gods, basically. But he's obsessed with knowledge and wisdom. And he's always represented as having one eye. I think he is in the movies, but also in the stories. So I was curious, like, why does he have one eye? So he went down to the roots of Idrisil, met that guy, Mimir, that we mentioned, um, who's just super smart guy. And yeah. I guess he's super smart because if you drink the waters down by the roots, you gain like knowledge and wisdom of the cosmos. So Odin goes down there, he's hanging out with him, and he's like, Okay, so can I have a drink? <laughs> and Mimir is like, Okay, this is like This is a big deal, basically. I can't just be handing out infinite knowledge willy nilly. Like this is some powerful shit, dude. Yeah. Like, you've never dabbled. <laughs> so he says yes there's a price that must be paid one eyeball please <laughs> basically uh, <laughs> so he asks for his he says will you give an eye in return for a, a drink from this water and he's like yes absolutely so that's why he has one eye something I never found I wanted to know why he's always shown with a raven on his shoulder I did not get that answer I don't know if you guys happen to know why but well, I mean, just off the top of my head, I mean, he's obsessed with knowledge, and I don't know about specifically Norse like culture, but I know like ravens and crows and stuff are supposed to kind of like from time to time represent knowledge. I believe maybe that maybe it's purely just like us. I don't know, but I know like I'm pretty sure they're supposed to re- represent like knowledge or insight, maybe more so than knowledge. And I, I think you're right, and I don't remember where I heard that because I also hear like owls are supposed to be there too. Um, yeah, and then, like why? And then ravens and crows are smart, like from a bird standpoint. So, oh yeah, so There's, gotta oh, be something. Cool. Right. Dude, I got I got a little side story. All right, that. it's it's actually like pretty endearing. My <laughs> roommates, he like. One time I was walking outside and he was like, I saw him out there and I was like, hey, what are you doing? And he's like trying to befriend the local crows, you know, nice. like, okay. And so, so he like always goes out there, dude. And then he'll put um like shiny shit on our like fence, like peanuts so that they fly down. And uh, yeah, he said, he said a few of them flew down and like grabbed the peanuts. Oh, hell yeah. We're tr- I want to do that here. We have crows here hey. and I'm like, how do we be friends with them? Dude, the ones out here are huge. Like they're so big, dude. Hmm. How big are they? Up. Like ours are like this big. I don't know. I can't uh, see you. Yeah, so. I mean, I don't know. I <laughs> one that's like a weird. <laughs> the ones out here, they're, they're big. Just, just, <laughs> just trust. But yeah, you you can be friends with them. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Like to the point. Um, I listen to Adam Carolla's podcast from time to time, and he'll always tell, like, 
Like, we need to harness attack crows for the government. It needs to be a program that we institute because they'll listen and they'll do what you tell the uh, what they're told. And what 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 better way to strike fear into the enemies than just crows? They could come at any point. At Dude, any point. <laughs> It just dart like a just a dark mass in the sky. Just like, jeez. Oh, and what are you gonna do? You can't launch a missile at that. You can't <laughs> run it down. Maybe a flamethrower could work, but you need an awful lot of flamethrowers. Oh yeah. And I I heard a story. I don't remember if he told it or if I heard it somewhere else. Where there was like an old lady that uh, befriended her local crows. And anytime anyone was in the neighborhood that didn't belong there, they would like swarm after this person until uh, until they saw her talking to that person in a civilized uh, manner. Then they're like, okay, all right, she's good. Right. But we're watching. He said that his dad, like, he, he told me a few stories, and I think he has more, but he was saying, I'm trying to get him on our podcast, honestly, but he's going to be going, he's going like on a hike somewhere. So, um, but. Anyways, he was telling me that um, his dad one time was just, like, standing out in the yard, and a crow just flew up and, like, landed on his shoulder. And then it kept coming back. Whoa! Epic. I want to do that so bad. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) And then he said that his cousin, they had, like, a story time thing for, like, the kids in class, you know, like, where they got to, like, come in and tell a story. And he's like... (laughs) His story was like, yeah, my uncle shows me his black pecker or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and they had to be called, like, a meeting. Oh, <laughs> no. His parents, they're like, what's going on here? They're like, oh, dude, that's a bird. Oh, <laughs> no. oh my goodness. That's, that's ridiculous. So, yeah, fundraising event. I don't, I, I don't know if Patreon works. If it's there, give us money. Robert Strong, you owe me a dollar. <clears throat> um, if yeah, if we can raise a hundred dollars, I will put legitimate effort into befriending my local crows, and I'll record it. <laughs> See how it goes. Yeah. And then if we get two hundred dollars, Aaron will do it too. If we get three hundred dollars, Max will do it too. And then we'll all be we'll have crow yeah. friends. There's all one thing is like you can you can I guess you can humans can make a decent crow call it takes work though and you can't you can't and the thing is like you can't half-ass it either you have to go full blast or it's not gonna work but then psychopath we do have neighbors they may be concerned if they see us do it we're just befriending the birds okay we only did minimal drugs So I'm trying other methods like, yes, leaving shiny things and food and just hanging out there. But so, yep, fundraising event. We'll do a Kickstarter. Like, (laughs) we'll keep you posted. Anyway, uh, we digress very much. But (laughs) Odin had a raven on his shoulder. That's the same, like, I don't know if it's genus or species as a crow. Same thing. It's co- of the Corvus genus, yeah. It's Somebody can correct me, but manslaughter of ravens. <laughs> okay, I really like. Uh... Oh yeah. They're Question: cool. yes. Have you ever seen the Ritual? Because while we're on the topic of like Norse-related monsters, there's a horror movie called The Ritual. 
the rich one. And it's one. pretty good. I don't think I, if you haven't seen it yet, I'm not going to get any further into it other than the fact that I think it's a Norse based. Um, I think it's a Norse based like horror movie story creature thing. I recommend watching it really good. And also maybe even watching it a few times instead. That was The Ritual. Okay. Sounds interesting to me. Um, Okay. Another story with Odin. He once hung himself upside down from a branch of Yggdrasil, stabbed himself with a spear, and then he just hung upside down and just stared into the depths below. And by doing so, he was teetering on being alive and being dead. He was kind of in, you know, the living realm and the dead realm, blah, 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 blah. He did this to, he was, I get. I don't know if he knew that the Norns, I don't know if he knew if, like, because they put runes on the tree trunks, basically. If he had learned about that and wanted to learn what runes were and how to do them. But... After staring into the darkness for long enough, the runes revealed themselves to him, basically. So this is just oh. another, th- this is just shows how, to what extent he's willing to go to learn things, gain knowledge and wisdom. Yeah, he's putting his life literally on the line between life and death, just to learn this. And I guess runes are kind of, he gave them to his people, that's, that's how they wrote, I guess. Uh, is in runes and i think you can look him up and learn them if you want but um i don't know if they you know i'm sure in like the mystical side of things they do things if you write certain runes in certain ways and i think they found runes written all over like old stuff back in the day and stuff was it like that with spells and stuff or was it just just the way they wrote it could be both Hear me out, real quick, like, side thing, like, if you look at, like, algebra and, like, 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 math problems in general, especially, like, ones that are more in-depth, it's like, that shit is almost runes right there, and, like, it has, like, physical, real-world, like, effects and stuff. Like, if you, like, work out all the measurements of something and then you know how much of whatever to combine with how much of whatever to make whatever, like, that's, like, you know, that's basically magic. Like, using, like, all these crazy-ass runes and stuff as special components to make something else. That's a good way. We learn our numbers. One, two, three. They aren't things. They represent things and you put all these representations together you can arrive at and predict real things so yeah it yeah. is it is interesting I like, right I like it sorry uh, um all right so they're like you know the they're like you know the clock clock face that ticks in your clock that's mathematics you know the computer on your desk that's mathematics you know what i'm talking about they're like mathematics is behind Everything, <laughs> you know, those, like, I don't know. I like feel like I've info, seen commercials like, like that. The info things where it's like, it'll just be like, yeah, like from the, like from the socks on your feet to the jets in the sky. Like, yeah. yeah, and yeah. then they need to cut to Aaron at the end. It's just like, dude, they're like magic. <laughs> like magic. <laughs> <laughs> Pay for my 
the city council. A DYP podcast. Oh yeah. So that's all I had on Odin. Unless you guys have more on him. I mean, I don't have any like profound stuff. I just just general commentary. Like, oh, that's just really cool. Like, I. I never knew exactly what Odin's deal was. I always knew that he was like, you know, top dog as far as like the gods or whatever, the mini god, mini gods, right? He's not one of the, he's not one of the big boy gods, right? Or is he like? No, he's the boss. He's the boss of the big, the big boy gods. Big boss guy. Okay, sorry, I missed. All right, so I just never knew exactly what he did. Like, I didn't know that he was like obsessed with knowledge and stuff. I think that is the the, the stabbing himself a bunch. And someone is messing with my brother's car, and they're walking off. They're trying to get in. What a fucking... Wow. Mm. All right, don't move to uh, St. Louis, people. Yeah. Or at least don't move on my street. Now, in that guy's defense, you could just think it's his car. I have gotten into a car with other people in the car (laughs) and be like, oh, Oh, this is not my car. Like a, a couple cars in my neighborhood got smashed into the other day and i'm in apparently one of the safest cities in the country hey it happened oh. here too there's spring of break-ins what's going on earth's uh, magnetic field is breaking no, down we're all going crazy <laughs> the polar are ships are coming strokes i heard that was I fake news but yeah what'd you say I mean, I, well moons i think can have effects i mean like if, a, if the moon can like pull the tides and stuff and affect the entire ocean like we're mostly water and our brains are a shitload of water so like i don't know like, i feel okay, a little Cora. bit loopy. <laughs> hey, I, i'm just saying okay katara <laughs> a, little, a little bit loopy on full moon sometimes <laughs> oh yeah full moons and new moons i've seen some weird have stuff hope too for the future katara <laughs> oh, oh, we got a friendship <laughs> honor <laughs> that is one of the, I know we're more off topic now but that is one of the best shows nope no, alright next is Thor I don't have a ton on him but he's just like supposed to be this noble courageous warrior he's also a redhead not like uh, Chris Hemsworth <laughs> yeah. uh, has a hot temper um, I guess it's I don't know they kind of I think they missed the mark slightly in the Marvel movies kind of where he they just paint him as like kind of like dumb and just wants to fight everything that's not quite like like he's trying to protect I guess he's supposed to protect Asgard and the people of Midgard like that's his job so he does at least want to do that in a movie or he just wants to protect natalie portman but you know wait he's supposed to protect everybody natalie portman's in those movies yeah she's jane it's love interest she's also in a new movie and she's gonna be girl thor so buckle up i I don't know well i haven't i don't know i haven't been keeping up with marvel um but i haven't even seen like endgame and all that shit but uh, anyways, though, okay, so he's not just like big dumb boy. Nope. Okay. So that's yeah. I didn't see anything of that type. I mean, he's hot tempered, so he can be rash, but he's not dumb. Um, so one of his biggest enemies is the giant serpent. 
Jormagon. And according to legend, he went on a fishing trip and tried to fish it out of the water. And he was about to, but then I guess he had a giant that was his friend cut the cut the line of the I guess fishing pole. <laughs> I don't know if he had like a super advanced fishing <laughs> pole that was way cooler than the rest, but yeah, the giant was like, no, and then he cut the line and then the fish and went back into the sea. But you know, they I did battle that's later, so that's that's one of those like tall tale fucking <laughs> yeah. They're in it together. I was about to fish out Jormungan. It's like, dude, no, you weren't. That was just like a, like a bass, (laughs) a really big bass. (laughs) It's a log. (laughs) It's a log. (laughs) So that's Thor. Uh, Loki. Oh wait, I wanted to say something about him. Oh, okay. He's a third giant. Say again. Oh, apparently he's a third giant. A third. Because his that dad was cool. half. His yeah, his dad was half. Okay. And then I guess if his mom was half, he would be a third. I don't know how. Is that how that works? Sounds right. Yeah, we'll say that you're a math man. You got it. Yeah. Then what I say is correct. Yep. Because I know <laughs> I know the the magical runes. You know uh, the magical <laughs> numbers. Um. All right. Oh, so Loki. Oh, yeah, Loki, as we mentioned, kind of a trickster, kind of a fig, kind of. So th- I think, like the whole like adoption story type deal. I didn't read that anywhere. So I that may just be Marvel, but um, he's the father of Hell or Hella, who's over the underworld. He created the giant snake Jormungan and the giant wolf Fenrir, so he's at least responsible for that. Other things too, but they're characters that are not mentioned in this podcast. What about the Jotun or the Jotun? Do they have a connection? No, not that I read. Because that was my thing. Like I thought they were kind of tied in somehow, but not there. Maybe oh. I didn't read far enough that maybe his wife is one of them or something like that could be um maybe he married himself i don't know how it works he is the god of chaos so that's loki max did you have anything to add on loki yes he was a, he's yeah. a father oh. and a mother so good uh, for him he fit in yeah. well today um <laughs> frig uh is odin's wife uh, just so you know, she's hot. Um, supposedly, uh, and then there's Sif, who's the wife of Thor. Which Sif in the movies has no interest in him, or he has no interest in her because he likes Natalie Portman. I don't know. They they went weird on that one. And then Heimdall, which we mentioned, he guards Bifrost and he can see and hear everything. Don't know why, but it's pretty epic. Um, he kills who did we say who's he kill who did he fight oh he fights loki and they both die um pretty epic uh the veneer gods there's freya so i pictured her as kind of just like a nature goddess but um what i read from here she's the uh goddess of fertility beauty and fine material possessions and this this uh whoever wrote this 
summary or article said she's like the party girl of of the veneer gods um she rules that Folkvang, which is like i had said half the people who die in battle go to valhalla half go here who goes where and why no idea but you get to go with the party girl uh party girl also has a brother named freyr um i don't know if I think he's over some other realm if we you'll have to rewind in the podcast so i don't think they're in the same area but uh they are related um i think that's it i jotted down like kind of death in the afterlife like i wanted to kind of talk about like from a human standpoint what is what is your goal in norse mythology and it's it sounds like now there is some weird stuff where who goes to the hell or the underworld is kind of vague because and they make it sound like some of some of the things you can't control like if you die a certain way that's where you go and it's painted as not a pleasant place It, it didn't say like it's just eternal suffering and torment but it's it's not a great place compared to the other places so um, it really just sounds like it's definitely in your best interest if you're a man to become like a warrior of sorts. Um, also, that's another thing I want to mention. So in... Well, it's weird. Okay, so I was going to say Sif in the Marvel movies is like a warrior girl. That's not... I didn't read that anywhere in here. But then like... I guess also that's Marvel too. Like the Valkyries are like these battle warrior chicks. But then from what I'm reading, no, their job is just to go pick up the slain and take them to Valhalla. So maybe they changed a few things here. So it seems like if you're a dude, cool. your your job is to go... Go ahead. I was going to say, to be, to be fair also, like I see Valkyries almost every time I see a Valkyrie in any sort of media, it's always like it's always like some battle chick, like with wings. Like it's it it's never been like a courier or a messenger or a like right anything like. That. I just I like, just didn't read that anywhere, and I could be huh. wrong. They could be like it's yeah. They could have been warrior chicks too. Yeah. So yeah, I can I definitely say, say yeah. as a yeah as a dude, you're supposed to be a warrior, like in Norse mythology. That's your job, um, and then you go to Valhalla. Or Folkvang. It's I don't I didn't hear it mentioned. And then like as like a woman, I don't know. It's either the same thing. It could be the exact same thing. Like go be a warrior, and then you'll go here or there. I I don't really know much about Norse culture, and maybe that's like a, a follow up episode. Just like how did you? At least in the shows I've seen, it's like everybody's a warrior. I don't know if that's just modern stuff or if that's what it really was i have no idea but i've never seen anything to the contrary so um but yeah that's what i have on norse norse mythology pretty extensive and that only scratches the surface there's like a bunch of other stuff i just wanted to cover at least the stuff that you may have heard at some point based on pop culture or history or whatever um to kind of help make sense of it but the, yeah there's a lot more to it and yeah if you guys have any 
other comments go ahead and I'll try and pull up this guy's uh, book and stuff that way I can plug it since I, I think found it, no, it I think uh, I probably read the same site from you or as you because I think <clears throat> you read a lot of the same stuff perhaps well, just reiterate uh, to you too and to the viewers um, who uh, yeah the ritual check it out it's a fun one and there's one part <laughs> there's one specific part that is fucking hilarious and you'll just know which part it is when you see it <laughs> okay I'll be ready for it <laughs> no you won't you're, you're oh, not geez. ready for it oh jeez it's so funny <laughs> All right, so the website is north-mythology.org. I guess the guy's name is Daniel McCoy. He also writes books. Um, the Viking Spirit, an introduction to Norse mythology and religion, is his. And I, I think he, he goes into covering the basic like mythology that we went over, but also like what's the symbolism behind it, what does it mean, how do people live their lives based on that and all that kind of thing. So if you're interested in it, check out that book. Looks like he also wrote a book on Gnosticism. So, um, I like the, yeah, I got very informative, his website. So props to him. There's your plug. Um, if you want to come on, reach out to us, gmail.com and you can tell us more about it, but, but yeah. Any other comments, boys? I'm Gucci. No, All right. Nothing. Our next topic, I think we're going to we're going to try our book club. So, if you want to enjoy that with us, we are going to be reading *The Call of Cthulhu* by H.P. Lovecraft. Uh, it's a short story, not long, so we're going to do the whole thing next episode, and then potentially some other of his short stories if we enjoy it um but yeah so get that book we'll do that next week and yeah so later from me love y'all stay safe